up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We'll look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in my girl, Kate. Kate, good to see you this evening. Oh, so good to see you. I am very, very excited to talk about this documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Should be fun. Yeah. Next, we've got Peter. Pete, glad to have you with us. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear what our resident mouse has to say. It's going to be good. Yeah. And direct from his flying trip through his uh, teaching meetings, Steve. Steve, glad hey, you made <laughs> Guys. That's a good one. Yeah, if you have not already, please like, subscribe, share. We are at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere at Plus Platoon. More likes, more shares equals more people. So help us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kate, as we always do, we start with the Disney Plus news. What do we got going on this week? We sure do. It's time for the Disney Plus news. Uh, first of all, the Mandalorian season three will premiere on Disney Plus on March first. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. Um, next I up, caught up. And you get caught up on the seasons. I'm not. I'm not even going to touch that one. I'm. <laughs> I got a long way to go. It's fine. Uh, Bad Batch season two premiering January fourth released a trailer for the new season. Did any of you watch that? Pete. I didn't watch the trailer yet. No, I, I'm sure Gina and I will be watching the series, but I'm sure you I, will. I don't, too. I don't think it's going to be a plus platoon thing. It will not be. <laughs> and last but not, unfortunately, least uh, effective today, December 8th, the price for all Disney plus services and bundles is increasing. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. I, sm- I still have not heard from Verizon. Cause I know a bunch of us get the bundle from Verizon. I still yeah. have not heard how that's going to change. So right. I was, I was going to ask that question because I also have the Verizon bundle and have not been paying since I switched to that. And are we basically, I guess my question is, are we going to get like a commercial, the commercial version or the not commercial version? If we get the commercial version, I will probably honestly go pay for it. Yeah. I don't, I I don't do commercials. uh, I could see having a commercial one, pal or pat level package for a service i don't use a lot like hulu like hulu i don't mind it with commercials because i i I rarely watch things on hulu but yeah i watch so much on disney plus i would be willing to pay the upgrade fee yeah and espn the shows have commercials anyway so it's not the right deal yeah but no i i will not pay for a disney plus with commercial i will not pay for disney plus I will pay for one that does not have commercials. That, that's yeah. what I was trying to say. Yeah, I'm with you, man. So, oh, hey, speaking of commercialization, this week we are watching 
the new Disney documentary, Mickey, the Story of a Mouse. Uh, basically follows Mickey's uh, origins from his creation, the mythical story of creation on the train by Walt Disney, all the way up through the new Disney Mickey Mouse cartoons that are on Disney Channel and other places. So, Pete, I'm still going to go ahead and start with you. I know we discussed this in the background. I'm going (laughs) to start with you, though, because I've got a feeling I know how this is going to go tonight. Okay. Was this a worthwhile watch? I'm going to say marginally, just barely. I, I, there were parts of this that I enjoyed. I enjoyed, I'll say the first third to half of it, but at the further it went on, the more I had issue with it. It almost seemed to me like it was for a documentary. There was sure an awful lot of opinion in it. Um, and a lot of opinion that, I didn't think was particularly well thought out or that I agreed with. Um, I really just wish they had spent more time telling us about the history. And that's the part that I liked, but then it seemed like starting with world war two, when they got into like, you know, Mickey represented freedom and the, the Hitler didn't Hitler liked Mickey until he realized that Mickey was against the, no Hitler always liked Mickey. Like there was just things like that, that like, yeah, Hitler liked Mickey. He, he's he. Dictators are not bright enough to realize that a cartoon represents freedom, and like all those things like that throughout the rest of the movie. That you know, the counterculture took on Mickey, you know, and embraced Mickey, and I, I was all like, "This is all baloney." <laughs> Sorry, I just I just really thought that. And then as it got towards the end, I really didn't agree with the things they were talking about, especially saying that in the parks. Mickey was just a corporate symbol because he isn't anywhere close to that. People don't wait in line for an hour to meet a corporate symbol. It's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, if he was just a corporate symbol, they, they wouldn't do that. You know, people, everybody would be waiting in line to see the princesses and no one would be waiting in line for Mickey. Sorry. Mickey's got the longest line. Um, and how about if you're going to have a special about Mickey Mouse? Sorry to go on a long time. How do you ignore Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? Because Mickey Mouse Clubhouse Agreed. really revitalized Agreed. Mickey for kids. Yes. Agreed. Thank uh, you. And, and, and this included my, my daughter's age because my daughter was the perfect age for that show. She was my son. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. she was she was I don't know four or five when it first came on, and and you know she she loved that show, and that's how she got to know all the characters and everything like that, and and they ignored it in favor of the new Mickey Mouse shorts, which a lot of people don't like. I'll, I'll admit I don't mind them, but um, I know a lot of people don't like those. But like, why ignore? I'm I'm fine with showing those, but why ignore them? I will say one of the videos that is coming out some point when my son is seriously dating is him at one doing the hot dog dance. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, sh- that show was, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I want to say that show was great, but it was great for that age. It was great for kids. It was great for kids. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was on for a long time and, uh, you know, I, I still think they have the Mickey racers show is still on. Yeah, there, isn't it? Racers are still and, on. And there's yeah. a new, like the Mickey tree house or something like that. Oh, that one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, so traditional look Mickey on these new shows. 
Right. So I don't understand how you're going to have a doc. You're going to wrap up your doc documentary and ignore that. So uh, I'm going to let Steve continue because I don't want to hog all the opinion. Uh, but I, I was just, it was interesting, but I was also very disappointed in it. So Steve. I must say some I was really hoping for sort of like the true history of Mickey Mouse, like from the beginning and where it went. And we thought we got some parts of that. And then some of it was really like, like sort of quick and not really dealt in like the entire of true story or which is question coming up. Does Walt Disney deserve all the credit? I felt like that was sort of really brushed quickly to the side and not really addressed. What I really enjoyed is just how the style of Mickey Mouse changed over time. It made me really sort of appreciate, oh, you went from here and then here they added how they changed the eyes and how that changed things. And then just um, how the sort of the personality changed sort of fit the needs of what they needed. And for me, how Donald Duck really came up, came about. Cause Donald Duck's my favorite character. Um, there are parts of it. I'm going, why are you talking about this? Like, but I think the one, the tattoo parlor that used to house there of totally pointless cool interesting fact but yes um i did appreciate that they addressed how some of the older mickey mouse cartoons are now sort of inappropriate and actually really addressed it and yes. then, um, yes. talked about that yes. and then how the one person told a lot is we need to address and we do need to hear about it to understand that it is part of the history of it so i really appreciated that um i liked parts of it some parts of it was like eh, whatever i mean i've watched it probably two times i did go back and rewatch it to make sure that i picked up on everything <laughs> you're, a better man, you're a better man than i would but, i couldn't watch this uh, twice <laughs> i like documentaries so that's sort of my thing Same. so i like yes. good documentaries well, yeah. um <laughs> if if you are a Mickey Mouse fan and you are a diehard Disney fan, there is no new information here. I or disagree. Very, or very, very. There's not I much. Disagree. There's not. There's very, very little new information here. Okay. Um, Fair. It yes. About the only new information that I've heard from Disney is the the fact that they actually addressed some of the old <laughs> culturally insensitive parts of. Yeah. Their shows, the Mickey Mouse cartoons. Um, but this, guys, I found myself, you know, trying to figure out where I was at one point. You know, surely I'm halfway through this, guys. I was 20 minutes in. Oof. Um, there is very, um, Steve, as far as you know, the I think it was the, actually the skateboard shop that was like their first okay. studio in home. Tell me actually more about that shop. Tell me what they did while they were at that shop. Tell me about I their agree, history. Yeah. Tell me about their history in Kansas City. Why was Walt back in New York on that train? Because that was not directly from it seemed like they made it seem like that was directly from the Oswald meeting. It was not. There was another he was coming back from another meeting. Um I cannot wait till the next question. Which is, did Walt deserve the credit? But Steve, I'm with you, this completely glossed over that question as far as the true origins of Mickey Mouse 
was less than five minutes, far less than five minutes. Yes, they showed one of the early model sheets for him, but the true history of Mickey Mouse and the true story of how he came to be was not in this. Uh, yeah. Kate, our as our resident mouse expert, what were your thoughts? I have a lot to say. Much and you know, um, Pete, I thought I was gonna disagree with you on stuff, and I actually agree with you on every single point you made. Um <laughs> so I went into this. I have made no secret on the podcast of that. I worked for Disney for a very long time. Um I was laid off, unfortunately, in the COVID snap. And I was nervous about watching it. I actually texted Derek and I said, I am either going to love this documentary or this documentary is going to make me very sad and miss my job. Um, And it did a little of both. (laughs) Um, So things that I loved, um, which you all have already brought up. um, I, I loved... I didn't know which is actually kind of wild to me that I didn't know this. I didn't know anything about any of the war efforts. I didn't know. I didn't know any of that. I didn't know that the way they portrayed Mickey during world war two was more on the home front. And I love that they explained why I liked that a lot. I liked um, to me, even though Pete, I totally hear you of that. Like some of it was like, okay, come on guys. Like, Mm-hmm. Come on, Hitler never stopped liking Mickey. But um, I found that very, very interesting. But I also am fascinated by by when pop culture, how pop culture and things like that affect or change or shift when world events happen. I find yeah. things like that just so fascinating. I, um, I do just just interrupt ahead. for one second. I do think that. The part up to World War II was the best part of the of the special, and the I, stuff. Most of the stuff mm-hmm. in World War II was pretty good. As I said, I wh- why they had to say that like Hitler didn't like Mickey because that that particular phrasing I didn't care for. But um, sure. you know, I I do like the way they showed that he was that he and the other characters were used, and that, that yeah. was very interesting. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Um, I love. No, you're good. I love. The introduction of Donald. I love how they explained the introduction of Donald that Mickey couldn't show. They like they had to keep him in a certain light. And um, I also like one of the tiny things that I found so fascinating is the way that they changed drawing Mickey's eyes. That instead of giving him all black eyes with the little notch out of it, that they gave him actual pupils and like made his eyes and how that changed how they told the story. I found that fascinating. Um I will say, um, much like Steve and Steve, I'm so glad you said this. I'm so grateful that they didn't just gloss over the not so great sides, things that happened with Mickey's with Mickey and some of the original things. Un, uh, um, that was a sign of the times a bit, which does not make it okay, but it was a sign of the times. Um, but I'm so, so grateful that they didn't just skip over the fact that Mickey wasn't great in certain, like he forced Minnie to kiss him in one thing. And there oh, were the no, black- no, 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 no. It was not in one thing. <laughs> well, in one of the, one of the examples that they showed, I meant. Okay. okay. And like the Stick black face. Playing like, crazy. All the original. Yeah. And, and he grabs her and kisses sure. her. 
So this is where I struggle is um Okay, but as someone go ahead. Go ahead. She's his she's already his girlfriend, right? Like if I grab my girlfriend and kiss her, is that wrong? Um but she's not his girl true girlfriend in the first couple. True. Oh, okay. There in in the in the slide that or in the skit that they showed. Mm-hmm. She's she sort of mad about it. Yeah. Her, and she says no. And then he True. gets mad and he grabs her anyway. But mm. um but where this is hard for me, and I did struggle with this a lot at the end. And and I want to make sure that I am politically correct here because I don't want to speak out of turn as a former cast member who does still have a lot of integrity for the company. Um, you are trained when you are learning any character, but specifically one of the VIPs, specifically, specifically either of the mice. You are trained that Mickey is the host. He is welcoming to everyone. He is kind to everyone. He is... Like, he is your welcomer. He is the face you, like, Mickey doesn't get to throw tantrums like Donald. Mickey doesn't get to be sassy like Minnie Mouse. Mickey is, he is your, he is the one that pulls the chair out for you and says, welcome to the table. So when they started talking about Mickey being the face of consumerism, which I get it, especially having been laid off by Disney, I get it. Like, I've been salty, (laughs) but looking that little kid, oh my God, Derek, your son who did the the hot dog dance, he doesn't give a flying flip about consumerism. He wants to do the hot dog dance with Mickey Mouse. And I can tell you, I met hundreds of thousands of guests standing in the shoes of the mouse. And those guests don't, they're not thinking about consumerism. They're thinking about one of the most memorable memories I have. Um, I was hanging out with Mickey and I was, there was probably 10 autograph books. And so Mickey was just signing, signing. And the woman holding the autograph books very, very softly said she had a whole bunch of kids with her. It was just her and a bunch of kids. And she said, Mickey, this is the first time I'm coming. I'm their grandmother. And this is the first time we're coming without their papa. And I just want to say, thank you. And Mickey mid autograph stopped handed all of the books to the attendant and just hugged this woman. And she started to cry. And that is, sorry, that's a memory. And that that's not about consumerism. That is taking people away from the humdrum of their lives, the, the things that they struggle with, the things that are hard. That's what I miss about my job. I'm so sorry. I was not expecting to get emotional. That's okay. No. Um, so, and I'll wrap up. I know I'm talking a lot. I'm very, very passionate about this. Um, I do have an issue with the new shorts, the new Mickey shorts, because Mickey is portrayed, and I've watched all of them. Mickey is portrayed very angry. Mickey yells at Minnie Mouse. Mickey would never yell at Minnie Mouse. And I get it. This contradicts how Walt drew Mickey in the first. I get it. But the Mickey that I learned and that I was trained, Mickey would never, ever, ever raise his voice to Minnie Mouse ever in a hundred million years. So when they were like, oh yeah, the shorts, they brought back the beauty of Mickey. I'm like, absolutely freaking not. So anyway, I will let us move on <laughs> to the next one. Sorry, continue. Well, my question is, if the shorts are so popular, 
How come that is not the Mickey Mouse that is greeting people? I don't think Why? you want me to answer that. Because <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> he looks coked out. In the new <laughs> like, you don't want me to answer like that he went he on a the night before. <laughs> oh, but I'm okay with the drawing style, and I'm and some of them are good. But I completely agree agree with what you're saying there, Kate. Is that in some of them he's like way too angry? Because so cause, angry, like mischievous is one thing. Yeah, anger is a different thing. <laughs> you know, but so to I, make him, I would say almost all the characters are not true. At least what I view as the representation, like mm. like Donald's almost too mean. I mean, Donald has an attitude, but they all don't really match up with what I see traditional Disney character for each of them. Agreed. Yeah. Like Goofy's the one that actually bothers me the most. Goofy's because too he looks stupid. like a mess head. Instead of yeah. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, Goofy's too stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. We've touched on this and I think this is one that at least Steve and I really want to dive into. Okay, Steve. Walt is seen as the creator of Mickey. Mickey's God, like he is the embodiment of Mickey Mouse. Does Walt deserve all the credit he gets for Mickey Mouse? Absolutely not. I would say Walt is the sort of the heart and soul of Mickey. Um, he we have Mickey because he was the voice and everything, but credit has to be given to um, works. I know there's another documentary like Hand Behind the Mouse. I haven't watched it yet. It's on my to watch list, but he deserves just as much credit. It was sort of a team effort. And then in the documentary, I was sort of disappointed where they talked about this sort of this myth, but it was not really addressed. What truly, like I was watching, going, what are you saying? What is the myth? Like, you know, the train ride was a myth, but you weren't very clear about where it was true and what was not. Um, right. Can so I, I want to know really quick. Yeah, right go there? ahead. So I will say in the parks, we are trained and taught that the train ride is how Mickey Mouse came to be. That is what we are taught and what you are, what you are. Now, I don't want to say coached on because it's not coached, but whether you go through tradition or your training period. And yes, we focused on it because I was in entertainment and we were bringing these characters to life. That is what we were taught is that that is how Mickey Mouse came to be was on a train ride. Well, and and what I would say the special does say is that the train story is mythic. And when once myth takes over, the myth is what matters. So, but I agree they could have gone into it a little bit more. Yeah. Great. We'll talk about what the myth is, but let's give credit where credit's due. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Um, to me, Walt Disney's Walt Disney's biggest fan was Walt Disney. Um, Walt Disney was huge about we are a family here. We are, you know, I'm Uncle Walt. Everyone is equal until someone else tries to get credit. <laughs> and then when some that's that's part of the reason why I works left is Disney would not give him credit. He and his brother Roy had huge falling outs with the fact that Walt gave himself more value of the studio than he gave to his brother. Um Okay, but raise your hand if this surprises anyone. But according to the myth of Walt Disney, no one talks about this. Well, no, there's a lot of things about Walt because no one wants to see. No one wants to see the side of Walt that created 
blackface Mickey. No one wants to see the side of Walt. No one wants to see that side. We want to imagine Walt as our amazing grandpa who created this, this world that we can disappear and forget our problems in. But if we don't his, want to face. But if he's your amazing grandpa, you got to know everyone's grandpa's got those skeletons in the closet. Oh, yeah. My grandpa yeah. was, well. well yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, Walt, Walt was a tough guy right. to work for. I mean, he had very high standards and, and yeah, he, I mean, he, he propelled that myth, right? I mean, that, that, it was a, it was a great story. Um, I agree with you that they should have, well, anyways, I'm skip, I'm jumping ahead. So I'll, I'll let Steve finish and go to, um, that I, I'm saying is I felt they, if this is truly the story of Mickey Mouse, give more credit where it's due. I mean, I'm surprised where, as this being a Disney company film, they said as much as they did. I, I felt like if you're going to go there, let's go more, give more in, like let's clear it up. Um, there are our Disney fans where we're still going to like you. Just give us the true history so we can appreciate it yeah. even more. So, yeah. There yeah, is nothing wrong with, yeah, yeah, there is nothing wrong with saying that uh, iWorks was at minimum a co-creator. Um, there are all sorts of stories going around, but there is a apocryphal story of a little kid asks Walt Disney to draw him a picture of Mickey Mouse, and he has to hand the paper to of iWorks. Wait, say that one more time. There's a there's a story like at a party, a little kid asks Walt Disney to draw him a picture of Mickey Mouse, and he has to hand the paper to of iWorks to get the picture drawn. Wow. That the whole Walt, Walt never drew Mickey. He never animated Mickey. Every single of the Disney cartoons for the first three years was of iWorks. Was but right. was Walt an animator? But Walt wasn't an animator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, er, very very he was early a sketch on, artist. He was. Yeah, he tried to be early on. Yeah, but so. he was. He, he, I mean, he found out quickly that he was not a great artist. So you know, he. I think. But Ub, Ub Iwerks was there, there is, I believe, a documentary out there about Ub Iwerks that's yes, really called Hands Hand Behind the Mouse. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. And I do I, again, I do agree. I wish they mentioned him so they didn't completely ignore him, at least. But I, I think um, I'm with Derek. I think he's the co-creator at minimum. Yeah. Yeah, I so, agree. Yeah. And surprisingly, I just looked Hand Behind the Mouse. Not on Disney Plus. No. <laughs> Fascinating. Okay, I but know. isn't isn't that one also made by Disney or backed by Disney? Uh, I would initial. I don't. I would do a little bit more looking. Kate, as our, for lack of a better term, indoctrinated in the <laughs> Disney religion, does Walt get all the credit for Mickey? Absolutely not. Hundred percent not. I mean, so if you. Had you asked me that eight years ago, I would have said yes. Now, um, I think I think Walt Walt deserves the credit for why Disney is the juggernaut that it is because Walt didn't give up. I mean, every turn Walt was told there is like truly, if you look at everything that the Disney that Disney animation and everything went through, there's no reason that it should have become 
the empire that it is today. They should have failed and they should have, they did fail. They failed and they failed and they failed and they failed. And he just kept pushing. So for that, Walt does get the credit. Walt gets the credit for continuing to say, no, let's try this. Okay. That didn't work. Let's try this. But when it comes to, um, and, and they did hit on this of you got, I I always say his name wrong. Is it Ub? Is that how you say his name? Ub. Okay. Um, Ub gets so much should and Pete's a hundred percent right. Ub should get so much of the credit for it. But I was also fascinated when it um in this documentary talked about the inkers and to be an ink master and how it was the women, it was the women that were doing hundreds oh, yeah. of women, and it made me like secretly want them to make a movie kind of like the help or hidden figures there is one there's one well there's a documentary on that's i think it's called ink and paint i think it is too yeah oh okay it's about the women that was gonna say i was i wish that they would create a movie that's about the women of disney even though have you ever seen the reluctant dragon i have not it's uh walter winchell takes a tour of the disney studios and you see all of this you get to see how i works with his cameras you get to see the ink and paint girls yeah. inking, inking a cell from, I think it's Bambi. So, so, so anyway, I wish that they, but I wish they would create like a fiction, nonfiction, kind of like hidden figures or the help, a live action movie like that. I think that would be fascinating. Um, so no, I don't think it, it was also like when you look, look at how they, I could actually go back and watch this documentary again. Cause I did find it fascinating. Um, when they were like, oh, we can't keep having Nikki pronounced this way. What are we going to do to have a protagonist? Oh, we'll create Donald. You can't tell me that that was all Walt. I no. think it oh, took a Walt did not village. Like, Walt did not like, I know Walt did not like Goofy. It took, it. this whole process took a village. It wasn't just Walt. Do I think that Walt gets all of the credit because he is Disney he is the face of Disney. Roy didn't want to be the face of Disney. Roy wanted to be the money guy. He wanted to not like he wanted to more or less play second fiddle more sort of. Um, but no, I think that this was 100 percent a village and that the village does not get nearly the credit yeah. that they deserve. And and I, I I'll, but I want to give this credit to Walt. The reason Mickey hit and they did hit upon it in this. Was sound and that was Walt. Walt was the one that said sound is coming. We got to get on this bandwagon. Yes. Not all the studios. I shouldn't say a lot of studios. I mean, if anybody's ever seen singing in the rain, you know, a lot of the studios thought, Oh, sound, this is stupid. He was right on top of, right on top of that. And, you know, they did mention it in this, that the first two Mickey shorts didn't really do that well. And then the third one, they ended up recording or, uh, you know, recording sound to it. And they actually went back. Yeah. And redid the original two with sound yeah. after the fact when it when it hit so big. But I mean, he and he did that many times, right? He was the fir- he was the first to have color animation. He was the first to uh, have a full length feature. He went he went to television long before a lot of the studios wanted to because the studios were all afraid of television. But he was like television. Awesome. This is a great way to advertise my product, you know? So that was really where Walt excelled was in in, in coming up with concepts 
Um, you know, so like that's where I want to give him still give still give him credit for Mickey because you know it was his idea to have this kind of everyman mouse. Did the actual design and the animation and the stories themselves come from Ub? Yes, but to say Walt didn't have a hand in it, I wouldn't agree with that either. I will say I do love how when Brett Iwin, who I have wanted to meet so bad, and he's been at World so many times that I've never gotten to meet him, but when and how it's been passed down from through the four men who have done Mickey, the voice of Mickey, that you're just filling in for the boss. I do love that. I do love that. As And I'm so grateful that Walt was the original voice of Mickey. He is the one who gave us that playful, welcoming, warm, young voice. So, Okay. Okay, Kate, I'm going to start with give you the first shot on this one. What is your favorite either Mickey Mouse cartoon or the movie that he's in? What's your favorite thing that Mickey Mouse has done? So I had two. Um, to watch as a kid was always uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. I loved Mickey's Christmas Carol. I just, I just always fell in love with Mickey and the little tiny, tiny Tim and, and Scrooge McDuck. Like I just, I love that. But, um, the movie or character, um, that I, also resonate with because it was one of the roles that I did in Fantasmic for many, many, many years was the brave little Taylor Mickey. Um, just the brave little Taylor. It's just, it's just heartwarming. So those are my two. What about you, Pete? Well, if I'm allowed to include ones where it's not just Mickey, because my, I think my very favorite Disney short is uh, clock cleaners. So I have to, even that's though fair. that's got Donald and Goofy in it. Yeah. Um, I, I've got to give it to that one. Um, I'm going to, there's, if I, if I got to go with Mickey alone, I will go last to say this. Cause I don't want to take it from somebody else. So uh, Steve, I'm going to let you go. Oh, there's so many. I agree with Kate, the, the one, the, the Taylor one with, with that, um, Beanstalk. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know we just recently watched it, the ghost one too, with Donald and Goofy. I think when those three are together, it's great. Um, I remember watching that one. I had the little viewfinder growing up. Um, not so much the newer stuff. It's more like the, 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 the classic order color ones. I mean, Steamboat Willie, I appreciate where it came from, but it would be those other ones. Um, Yes, I think that that's what it is. More, I'm more a Donald person, so that's where I tended to go with with Donald than Mickey. But I appreciate that I have Donald. Donald's there because of Mickey. So, Derek, what do you think? Um, the first Mickey Mouse cartoon in color was the band concert. Okay. Also, the one of the first interactions of Mickey and Donald. I would argue Donald makes the show, but to me, that is that is the Disney Mickey Mouse cartoon that I could sit down and watch again and again and again and again. Um, one that's underappreciated a little bit is again a Mickey Donald Goofy of I think it's tr- called Trailer Trouble, where they're in basically a pole long trailer that's that one. they have issues with. Um, but if I'm going to go some kind of a movie appearance, he has reprised this role more than once and Pete if I this is the one I'm stealing from you I apologize 
you've got to go with the Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's what I was going to say. You've got to go because I remember watching Fantasia 2000 and you watch along and it's all, it's all computer done. It's all computer done. It's all computer done. Then they included Sorcerer's Apprentice and there is just the, the crispness and the quality. Yes, it was a little grainy, but there was, there was something special about the hand-drawn animation. And there's something special about that imagination Mickey that I loved. The, yeah, the Sorcerer's Apprentice is so well animated. Such a concise story in however long it is, eight, ten minutes. And, um, you know, beginning, middle, and end. And just, I don't know. it. And, you know, hey, it's, it's the hat. Come on. <laughs> So I have a question before we wrap up. What did you all think of the uh, the the little tiny short that had that was like the whole creation of this um, the mouse in a minute or whatever it was was What'd a vehicle to, was to me was a vehicle just to kind of draw the whole special together and explain yeah. and show them doing it. I didn't think it was anything special at all. Um, I agree that I think it was amazing once you realize that's all brand new animation that those animators looked at. And drew like when you sit there and because I've seen the originals of matching it up pretty well. Like if I had to get someone showed me that, I thought that you took clips and sort of threw things together. But knowing that it was all brand new, hand drawn, is pretty amazing. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I was okay with it because, as I said, it, it did. It did. T- I mean, a documentary has to tell a story, and it helped tie the story together. Um, using those three animators to tell kind of Mickey's history as well. I, th- I thought that that part was good. I was also really happy that they showed it because my, oh, my yeah. wife at one point was like, are they going to show it? I'm like, that'd be really dumb if they didn't. So I was glad they did. I but just it wanted it to have it. a different ending. Like I wanted him to be spit back out into the, into, into the, the hallway. hallway. Right. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of, it just kind of ended. And I was like, wait, that had no resolution like i love yeah i loved the progress and like how it went from each thing and then it just kind of like ended at steamboat willie and it was just like done and i was like wait i want it i want it to come full circle uh but i i also was very glad that they showed it because otherwise i would have not been happy (laughs) yeah okay as we always do when we are watching new, full length something self contained, we have to rate this on uh, cups of pixie dust out of five. As always, Kate, you're up. Yeah, you know what? I actually did learn a lot from this. I don't know how I missed. Like I know you all are saying, a lot of you are saying, like, oh, there's no new information. I actually learned a lot, especially about all of the war and and that kind of stuff, and like the creation of Donald. I didn't know any of that, which is crazy to me that I didn't know any of that. Um, so I'm actually going to give this a three. I thought it was good. I would probably go rewatch this. Maybe. Maybe. A while from now. A few years from now. Pete, what about you? Yeah, I was I was debating a three. I think I'm going to go two and a half. It, it was kind of right in the middle for me because I said parts of it were really good. Parts of it drove me kind of crazy. Um, I maybe would go back and watch it at some point because... Uh, I said there there were things I liked about it. Um, I might fast forward through parts of it. Yeah. The 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 the, the trying to trying especially like the sixties trying to work 
that Mickey was part of the co- counterculture. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would fast forward through all that, but, yeah, um, <laughs> but there, but there was some good stuff in there. So two and a half. I was thinking about this on my way home today, going back and forth between two and a half and three. That's where I'm stuck. Uh, I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go with two and a half just because some parts of it were weak. And I think they glossed over. There's really good parts and some parts are there. Um, I'm going to go with two and a half. Derek, what do you think? Um, For me, a two and a half, if it's on, I won't turn it off. So this is a two. I would, I, there are so many better Disney documentaries out there. We have watched several of them on this show. This, if you're only going to watch one, this doesn't even come into the top five. Um, it's, yeah, it's, I said a two and a half. If it's on and someone's watching it, okay, I'll probably sit with them. At, yeah. a, two, at a two, I get up and leave. And it reminded me a little of more of the behind the attraction ones, which were okay. very hit and miss. Like some of them were yeah. good and some of them were really fluff. And, yeah. and this yeah. was kind of like in the middle of that. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah, there was only really one point, and I, I think it might have actually been during when they were like, Mickey Mouse and the hippies. It's the hippies <laughs> and the Mickey Mouse. Uh, that was one of the times when I was like, okay, how much is left in this? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. How much do we have? Um, that did yes. that did happen though. The the uh, what they didn't even call them hippies. They called them like yippies. Yippies. Yeah. Um that but that did happen. They actually invaded Disneyland and like I think they took over Tom Sawyer Island or something oh like that. Lord. Or I don't I don't remember exactly would, what they took over. I'm but. not gonna lie to you all. I would pay actual money to see that happen so that I can <laughs> sit back in Frontierland and watch it happen. Um overall. <laughs> As someone who has spent an exorbitant amount of time with Mickey Mouse, um, I do feel like this did Mickey Mouse decent justice. Um, I am I am very there are very few things that I am very protective of in this world. The legacy of Mickey Mouse is one of them. And a perfect example of this is when they redid uh, the Festival of Fantasy Parade at world and they had for COVID or whatever and they had Mickey Mouse up on the float and they had Minnie Mouse walking in front of the float Mickey would never allow that to happen Mickey would say Minnie rides on the airship and I walk in front because Mickey would never allow him to ride on a float and her to walk Okay, those are the kind of things that I get because Mickey is the epitome of chivalry he is the epitome of just welcome kind he will listen to you he will drop everything and you are his first priority um so yeah anyway i'm gonna step up my soapbox now okay so next week we are dropping into the christmas season with two new disney specials this season first we have the guardians of the galaxy christmas special which uh now Pete, you've watched this and basically said that we don't really need to have seen any of the previous <laughs> Am I correct? You said we don't really need to see any of the previous movies to really get it. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, as I said, I it it's helps to know the main two characters in it are Drax and Mantis. Uh Drax is kind of 
he's not dumb but he's like he's a very literal guy like he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't get like idioms or um you know anything like that so he's a very very literal character so he doesn't he doesn't really uh you know get a lot of normal society and then mantis is an empath so i think if you know that it's probably uh the main thing you got to know about those two characters if you haven't seen it um it's also pretty short which is uh but but i think uh i'll save my other comments until next week Okay. And the other one we're watching is a new stop motion show, Mickey Saves Christmas. Uh, it is also short. I have also, I that's one I've actually already watched. And I will save my comments for that for next week. Um, but so we are diving into a couple of new Chris, Mickey's uh, Disney Christmas specials next week. As always, if you have suggestions, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. Send me send suggestions on Facebook. That's where we got this one. Guys, we want to know what you want us to watch. Because otherwise, I get to pick everything. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Don't subject us to that, people! (laughs) (laughs) He won't let us ever choose! Although everyone knows if I was choosing everything, there would be no Marvel ever on the show. All we would watch is Zorro. We would just watch Zorro. No. Okay, one now, after another. Now, there's nothing wrong with Zorro, and yes, that is coming at some point this spring. <laughs> the Zorro podcast. Yes. But, the world guys, needs this. <laughs> we've got new shows coming out every Thursday, YouTube, every podcast platform that you would get it. And, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will see everyone next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye. watching this week's episode of the plus platoon be sure to subscribe to the plus platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week then head over to apple podcast and leave those five star reviews as they help make the plus platoon visible to even more disney plus fans also go to youtube and like and subscribe to the plus platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.